Hello and welcome. This is Connie Reagan Green from HugeProfitsTinyList.com. Today with another podcast in my series. Today I have the incredible Ellen Britt with us. So welcome, Ellen. Well, thank you, Connie. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm very excited about this. Yes, yes. And I have met you in person a, a few times. And you, I always tell the story, you were so kind. The first time that I ever was on a, st- a stage speaking about Internet marketing, you were so kind to be there on a Sunday morning. <laughs> well, I loved hearing you make your de- debut. And that's one of the things that I'm, I, I can say I knew you when, Connie. <laughs> yes, definitely, because I think that has to go down in history as just the, the worst presentation ever. But I learned well, from it. Well, it was and I not. Had, yeah, I, had I, beg, I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Ellen, tell us about your background. Tell us all about you. Okay. Well, I have, like many people who come into online marketing, I have a you know an eclectic sort of background. Uh, I came uh, into marketing from the world of medicine. Actually, I was a PA or a physician assistant for over two decades in em- emergency and occupational medicine. And I sat down one day and I added up the number of patients that I had. My very best conservative estimate over the two decades I was a PA, and I saw enough patients to fill the Houston Astrodome twice, over 100,000 clients. Wow. <laughs> so it, that kind of shocked me a little bit. But I did was able to take my expertise then and kind of leverage it over. I first went into the health and wellness arena. I started doing um, these big telesummit series. I did those for a number of years. And then because I had to learn the marketing aspects of it, like so many people, I got sucked into that, and I just fell in love with the online marketing world. And that's where I concentrate my energies today. All right. Well, I think of you, you know, really in in so many different aspects. You have your your site, your your marketing chi, and it's mm-hmm. it's marketingqi.com. Q-I, right. Is that your main site? That is my main site. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and how did how did that come to be? Where you called it marketing chi? Well, it started off with Everyday Chi, actually, which was my health and wellness telesummit series. And um, I was. What does it mean, Chi? Well, Chi is the Chinese word for energy. This kind of subtle energy that's tapped into when you get an acupuncture treatment or something like that. And if you think about business, the way I like to think about it, Connie, is that all of our businesses have sources of energy. Um, Money is one of those things, the flow of customers. Uh, clients, lead generation. So if your chi, if your marketing chi is stagnant or blocked, your business is going to become ill. And so I kind of liked that sort of energetic medical sort of Chinese medicine metaphor. Uh, I have a very a real attraction to alternative medicine, uh, although I'm a, I'm a real show-me-the-study kind of Western medical person, but I have a lot of training in some alternative therapies. And I also adopted a child from China uh, in uh, 1999, and so I have a real affinity for that. So it just seemed like a natural thing to bring the chi over into marketing, and so I plugged them together. Wonderful. You're you're just so connected, um, Ellen. You know what I mean? Like everything you do is kind of reflected in every other aspect of your life. And I really I love you, you know, for that when I when I think of you, and and how you've made these connections within your life. Well, it's interesting because I have it hasn't really been that conscious on my part, you know. It's just kind of flowed out of who I am, and that's kind of the way I like to work with clients is to help them take that those aspects of themselves and kind of weave them together into something that's uniquely them. Right, and I think it's better because you didn't do it consciously because it is just so natural. Yes, yes. 
I think that's something. Well, now, another big part of how I know you and what I've learned from you is through your telesummits. Yes. How did you, and you talked about that Everyday Chi was one that you did. How did you start those? What was the progression with that? Well, I had kind of floundered. Well, let me step way back. I was still working uh, as a PA. I had moved back down to my native Georgia from upstate New York, where I had worked for many years, um, to like many good southern women to take care of my elderly mom and dad. And um, one day I walked into my job, which I didn't like very much, and I was asked to do something which I thought was frankly unethical. And I had no choice. Well, I did have a choice, so I walked away. And that's the first time I had ever quit a job in my entire life, except for a, you know, a legitimate move or promotion or something like that. And I had been taking some coaching courses and things, and I floundered around a bit, uh, to be honest, and uh, coaching some clients and trying to get some income in. And I saw uh, an Internet marketer, Harris Feldman, uh, who's an, uh, you know been around a long time, mm-hmm. and I saw him do one of the very first telesummits. And I and I just, I didn't get involved in it at all. I just saw it advertised, and I thought, I can do this. And so I started doing that um, over the course of the, that following year. And I think that we, I think we built up a list of about 17,000 people in less than a year doing, with those telesummits in the health and wellness arena. And I really, really enjoyed it. So that's, that's how I kind of fell into it. And then you've gone on to teach it. Yes, I've gone on to teach that model. When I first started doing it, almost no one was doing it. Uh, now, of course, you see, you know, three or four telesummits a week you could pick from. So, you know, a lot of people think that they aren't effective anymore, but I have to say that's not true. They they are less effective in terms of numbers, in terms of list building, in terms of actual potential sales. Uh, but the because of the social networking and everything that's up now, when I first started doing my telesummits, there were no, you know, there was no Facebook and stuff. Now, the the another great uh, effect from this is the online visibility that you get and the kind of expert by association um, sort of thing that I like to call it by hanging out with the famous people. You get famous too, right? And I, you know, and I think of any any kind of audio like that telesummit or teleseminar or anything is it's the very next best way of you know to meeting someone in person which we can't meet everybody in person correct yes you know to let people hear your voice and and let that magic really really show through right it's a it's a great thing to host telesummit and it's a great thing to be a guest on the telesummit most of the time though people who who have been guests on telesummits they they have to you have to be attractive in order to get invited. And so hosting your own series of telesummits is a great way to get invited to be a guest yourself. Right, because I think, you know, with everything, we have to really give before we get. Right, right. You know, and being able to make uh, connections with people in that way is is just so, so special. Well, you know, Ellen, you really kind of fly under the radar. That's how I think of you. You know, I I do, and you know, and it's funny we're talking about. You know, uh, I came on before social media, and you've been online longer than I have, and you know, it's so it's so different now. So we see you on social media, but um, you know, like with your mailings, you don't mail very often, and when you uh-huh. do, it's uh-huh. very special and and very purpose driven. What is your strategy with your business that you could share with us? Well, you know, like everybody else, Connie, my business has changed um, a lot over the years. In the last year, I've really um, made a big leap in my personal development. And 
I haven't really talked about it before now, so I may as well share it with your folks, right? Yes, yes, we want <laughs> to hear. We yeah, want the scoop. Whole, well, you know, I've, I've been in many masterminds over the last ten years, many, probably six or seven, both paid and free. And I'm in one right now, my own personal mastermind, that I've been in for about a year and a half now. And I have to say it's been one of the most beneficial things I've ever, ever done because I finally learned how to claim my authority around my expertise. And like a lot of us, I have a lot of expertise in various areas, but I've never really been willing to step up and claim it. And I finally realized that helping and people do that for themselves is probably my greatest strength because I've had to go through it myself in order to learn to do it. And so that's something that, I, that I'm doing right now. We just did a, um, a teleseminar um I think it's been about two weeks ago now on on what I call authentic authority, and had a really good response uh, to that. And um, and I put I put out some emails and got some replays. And and I'm starting a a master a new mastermind group. I sent out an email. I think it was three or four days ago, and I probably got the biggest response I've ever gotten in my life <laughs> to to people wanting to come into this mastermind. It just flabbergasted me. So I and I because I presented it as this idea of claiming your authority. So to me, that's something that really excites me right now, and it's something that I'm going to focus my entire business on right now is to helping people um, take their knowledge and their expertise, and then transform that knowledge and expertise into authority. But but then how do you how do you take that authority? and then present it and package it and deliver it so you get paid and get paid well for it. That's that's my focus right now. Well, just hearing you talk about it, you know, it really resonates with me, and, and I love how it kind of naturally evolved. So I think that you know that you're on the right track when when it really happens that way. Yes, yes. Where we have to share with people, because I think, you know, it, it is changing so much on the Internet, and it's so noisy, <laughs> Oh, big time. <laughs> it's really noisy. And, you know, with me, I'm sure I was, was part of that, you know, annoying noise in the beginning because I didn't know any better. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. I was just trying to get my name out there and, you know, doing all these things. But, you know, now right. looking back and now seeing what's happening, um, we have to be so careful because you don't want to end up following someone that's just out there being part of the noise. Right, right. And and, and you don't want to be one of those annoying noisemakers either <laughs> right right and i you know and i do think in the beginning that we just don't know any better and no we don't there, we don't we're just jumping up and down and saying look at me you know is there any uh-huh. is there anything i'm going to jump up and down and make so much noise that finally i'm going to say or do something that someone's going to connect with and want to know right. more about and that's really you know something but you know also you do a lot of writing and uh-huh. recently uh-huh. you you wrote a book that was a that was a story Yes. Can, yes. You, can you share more about that with us? Well, one of my things has been to bring my Southern personality into my marketing, and something that I talk to my clients about a lot. Not that I want them to all become Southerners, of course, but <laughs> uh, but I want them to take an aspect of their personality that they really enjoy about themselves, you know, and exaggerate it a little bit. Um, and I've learned to do that in my marketing, and so I've had this kind of what I call a hobby for the last ten years. I write Southern humorous short stories, and I have a whole collection of them. I have an actual book-length collection. I think it's like 60,000 words or something of these short stories, 
And right before Christmas of last year, I decided that I was going to um, go ahead and publish it. Um, you know, Denise Waitman and other people said, you know, Ellen, you need to get your stuff out there on the Kindle. Of course, everybody's saying that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, instead of putting the usual special report or something like that out on Kindle, I'm going to take this opportunity to publish one of my stories and, and use it, <clears throat> pardon me, use it as a case study, you know, on my marketing blog just to see how it goes. So I had my business partner design a cover, and she formatted it for me, uh, and we put it out there, and we had a really terrific response. In fact, I still sell copies of that Christmas story almost every day today. <laughs> I, I just can't believe it. It's still going. And it was just a wonderfully validating experience for me. I got a lot of great reviews um, on it, and it makes me understand that the whole Kindle thing is just an untapped iceberg of value um you know i'm I'm going to put the rest of my stories out there i'm also going to start pushing my marketing stuff out there too it, it's just a it's a beautiful model and it, it, there's so much traffic and so there's just a world of folks on amazon just waiting to find your stuff <laughs> yes yes and i think um you know, I was first aware when I was a classroom teacher that uh, celebrities were writing books and then also doing the audio for the books. And yes. there were several people, Jack Nicholson even did one. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. anytime there was someone like that, and I think Marlo Thomas, if people you know remember right. remember her, she had done some. And um, now, I mean, it's just kind of endless. And, and part of the attraction to the teachers and to the students was that the book was written and or read by someone that we knew who they were. That's correct. And I think now what we can do on the Internet, and definitely what you're doing to to model this, is you know we have certain celebrity within our online marketing uh, family and industry. Right, right. And then that brings people over to say, oh, there's more to this person than business. Let's see what else they're doing. Which is, I think, and I think it's very important, Connie. I think you, you bring up a really important point: is this idea that we're not just these one-dimensional marketing machines, you know? Yes. <laughs> we yes. have we have lives, we have other interests, we have hobbies, and you just never know how that's going to resonate with people. I get emails and from people all the time saying, "I just love your southern personality. I love how you bring out talk about southern flowers." If you mail something out, I love about your audios because you say, "Hey, y'all," on them, you know. And I've gotten clients that way, believe it or not, from people who have just heard my audios and liked my voice. And they say, I have to find out more about this person. Right, because you're educating us about a part of your life that we may not have any other way to ever know anything about. That's correct. And that, you know, speaking of the audios, we're doing an audio version of The Littlest Angel, which is the, you know, the little Christmas story. And what I did in the Kindle book, and your you know your listeners can do with any of their, not that they have to write a Southern humorous short story, but if they put a the special report or whatever, they could also do either an audio or another kind of thing. And then in their Kindle ebook, they can tell folks that you know come on over to my website because you purchased this, I'm going to give you this special bonus. And then you're getting those folks to come over and sign up for your list. And those people are buyers. Those are not even though they bought your 99 cent thing or whatever from. Amazon, they didn't pay it directly to you. They are still buyers. And in my mind, those people are more qualified leads than people who are just coming in and opting in for your free thing. Definitely, definitely, because they then, you know, will know us in a different different capacity. Right, right. 
and that's and that's so important. Well, what do you have coming up uh, next? Are you going to be teaching a course anytime soon well, that we could talk about? My my best thing is my authentic authority mastermind, which is which is I'm marketing right now, and which is coming up. I am. This is the first time I've offered a mastermind. I've, I've done some virtual stuff. But this one has actual retreats, and that's the thing I am most psyched up about right now. <laughs> if you can get Southerns too psyched up, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty psyched up about it um, because I'm just I'm I'm having two live retreats, and I'm incorporating everything that I've learned in my own mastermind experiences over the past ten years, and and putting together a mastermind that I would want to join. So that's that's the thing that I'm focusing on. Right, the second. I'm trying to think of every some other things that I'm doing. I am also um, uh, launching a big collaborative book project, which is still kind of under the radar right now. Uh, but those are the two big things I have coming up. All right, wonderful, wonderful. And you know the way that you do your newsletter, the way that you talk about you know the, the flowers. I mean that's that's part uh-huh. of what you uh-huh. do and. You you know you share once in a while you're talking about your daughter and we know that she's yes. such a talented anime illustrator right, right. and everything and I actually know what that is and it's it's so beautiful and once in a while you show us some of her work um, you know what is your thinking behind that that by us connecting with you and your personality mm-hmm. that we will remember you more well I, I like to um, to think of it as like a throughput. Um, and I've seen, and this wasn't my original idea. I saw some marketers doing this when I got their newsletters, and I and I began to realize that I was looking forward to seeing that element. I looked forward to reading about their horse or looking uh, looking at pictures of their children as they grew uh, older, you know. And I thought, well, what do I have that I like to talk about that's not related to marketing that could be throughput for me? Well, I grew up uh, in a really small southern town, and my parents ran a commercial greenhouse, and um, you know, we were very involved in the greenhouses. Children, and uh, being from the South, I love flowers anyway, and I know quite a bit about them. And so I thought, well, plus I was a biology major in college, and so I thought, well, I can bring my knowledge of and love of flowers because I noticed, too, Connie, that whenever I put up a picture of flowers on Facebook, people go gaga over it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I get all kinds of comments. I put up a, a photograph yesterday on Facebook of uh, a bouquet of azalea blossoms that were uh, at our church service yesterday. And I got, I don't know, 33 likes and, you know, five or six comments. <laughs> so I know, well, I'll probably take that same photo and use it in my newsletter now because I got validated that it's beautiful and people loved it, you know. And I can talk about it. And then I take what's important, though, Connie, is I take that and then I I talk briefly about that, like one or two sentences. And then I immediately, what I call metaphor it, you know, I, I switch it over and I talk about some sort of me- how that's related, make a metaphor for business, and lead them into my newsletter through that. Um, some people find that difficult to do. Other people find it easy. I find it really easy to do. I love to make business metaphors out of everything I'm running into. And so it's just kind of a natural thing, and that's, that's the kind of way of doing it. Alicia Forrest is someone who does it really well with her children. Yes. Yes. Kendall Summerhawk does it very well with her horses. Uh, I'm trying to think of other people who do that. Fabian Fredrickson uses her children a lot. I'm not sure on her newsletter, but she does it very well on Facebook. So, you know, you want to think of some sort of throughput, something important in your life that maybe isn't directly related to marketing that you can take and show people a little bit of who you are. But people will resonate with that. I get emails all the time and say, oh, 
oh, that plant, my grandmother used to have one outside her house when we would come down to Georgia to see her in the summer, and I just loved them. That makes your clients or potential clients feel good. And, you know, what a value that is for folks. Definitely. But now answer this for me. Where do we draw the line? Like in my family, Uh we've agreed that we won't put um, names or pictures Uh of the children on Uh on the internet. These are my my little grandchildren. Yes. So how do you how do you know when? Because with with you, it seems like it's just the perfect amount of information that you share about your daughter. How do you how do you know? I've never I have never put a photograph of her on the internet. No. Ever. You've never seen her. (laughs) Probably never will. Yeah. (laughs) Although. Although she's a teenager now, I was a little bit more protective when she, you know, as she gets older, uh, maybe that will change. I chose not to use my child in my newsletter. That was a conscious choice on my part. Um, you you just have to go with what you're comfortable with. I was I was just frankly afraid to do that, and I, I I wanted to protect her and my privacy and her privacy. Other people feel comfortable in sharing that. So I think that's a very uh, a personal decision. For me, flowers was the perfect thing because, you know, I don't have anything, to, <laughs> not that I have anything to hide, but I just wanted to protect that part of my personal life. Right, So right. It's, it's a, I think it's a personal decision. Okay, because, and yeah. you can, and, and I've seen people, I think, not too many people, but occasionally where I thought they've gone overboard in divulging uh, details of their lives that, you know, I thought, ooh, I don't know if I would have put that out there, you know. I, I, you have to be careful. You, I, there is a line, and you have to decide where that is for you and stick to it. All right, so let our conscience be our guide. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, Which is I, a saying we yeah. used to use, uh, you know, from, from the past. Well, I just, you know, I just love how you present yourself, and uh, I think, you know, social media was just really the, the perfect thing to to come around for you because that way we get to know you in a different way and I love how you're using that to to do your testing. I mean you're you're really doing market testing by putting pictures up there and information and seeing what goes oh, over sure. how yeah, and how then many, we can see what other people do. Yeah, how many likes do you get? How many people share it? Um, you know, did it flop? <laughs> you know? Well I won't do that again. I won't use that picture, you know. Right. It's a great testing ground for sure. It is excellent. And you know Connie, the interesting thing is some of the things I put up there that I think are going to be, and I'm sure you've experienced this, you know, where you, you put something up and you think, well, nobody's going to like it. And you get tons of people passing it around and liking it and commenting on it. <laughs> I, I put up this audio once when I was doing my little audio boo, daily audios. I went to this phase where I did them for like a whole year. And um, I talked about okra. Not okra, but okra. The vegetable. <laughs> the slimy and vegetable. The slimy vegetable. And I had... I don't know how many comments on it. It was unbelievable, and I just didn't think it was going to go, and it did. I had people, I had one person who commented, and it's the first time I had heard of this person, commented, and now, and I haven't heard from that person anymore. She's, she got on my list, and now that person has applied to be in my mastermind. Wow. From an okra post. <laughs> it started, I can I can see it now, it started with okra. It started with okra, that's right. <laughs> Because I think Oprah, Oprah. you know, that's something we really, you can't let that go by. You have to weigh in on that. You have to give a comment on Oprah, whether you've eaten it or just seen it or don't know anything about it. I I think it's... uh, Well, well, people either hate it or love it. You know, it's a slimy vegetable. It can be cooked so it's not slimy. Um, The the other big thing that I did that I didn't really think was going to get all this attention was that I took my iPhone with this little recording thing in there, and I went into... um, my local Barnes & Noble, with the um, audio turned on, 
and I did a little piece called Headline Hunting, where I went over to the magazine section, and I picked out a magazine, and I taught people how to take the magazine headlines and transform them into headlines for their newsletters and headlines for their sales letters and stuff. Oh, I love and did it. it live. I said, yeah, I'm headline hunting, and let's not talk too loud because people don't know I'm here in Barnes & Noble and, you know, uh-huh. made this whole thing out of it. And people went wild over it. Nancy Marmalejo picked it up, blogged about it, and I, I, you know, I said, hey, y'all, and brought my personality into it. So I, I have found, Connie, that the more fun I can have and the more playful I can be, the more successful I am. That That's great advice right there because I think, you know, none of us, we, we didn't come online not to have fun. And I say if it's not fun, I'm not going to do it. Well, it's interesting, though, isn't it, Connie, as to how many times you hear your clients and your students talk about how they're not having fun in their marketing. Right. And they come right. to you and they think this is drudgery. Help me because you know this is a drag. Right. So we have to change that and and find Definitely. that fun and because it can be a lot of fun. Definitely. Definitely. And you're helping us along the way with that. Well, thanks so much for spending this time with us, Ellen. And you know where else? You know what? What is the very best place to find you? And how else? Well, can of course, we find you? you know they can go to marketing. MarketingQI.com, but if they would like to, since this is timely, they can go over to AuthenticAuthoritySecrets.com, and they can get my new teleseminar training on the 10 essentials, how to transform your expertise into the ultimate leverage for your business. I think it's one of the best teleseminars I have ever done. Well, it sounds incredible. I'm going to check that out myself. AuthenticAuthorySecrets.com. Okay, perfect. Perfect, because that's the way to do it. Well, this is Connie Reagan Green. I want to thank you for joining me for another podcast. Be sure to visit my site at hugeprofitstinylist.com. Thanks again, Ellen. Thank you. It's been a blast.